go back and look at 536 on Wild Wild West? You was absolutely know. Or was I the only know. one that like I immediately, Brandon, immediately went back because I have it on my computer. I went back to my computer. I sighed deeply and I said, God damn, <laughs> of course, of course, I have to do this. And I went back and I was like, you know what? Here I am, like pressing the space bar, like in in repetition just to get like the perfect frame of the movie. And I was like, you know what? Okay. Only Brandon would make me do this. Well, what did you think? I I no, see they couldn't they couldn't hang Dong because it's PG thirteen, right? You're talking about where they pan up from him, right? From the floor. They they pan up to him, not yes. when he's putting the hat down, but like right, 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 right. First, yeah, 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 pan up from like from behind, yeah. Right? So they yeah. couldn't hang anything because there wasn't anything. There wasn't Dick hanging down, and you can't hang Dong in a PG thirteen film. Like obviously, even if it's stunt Dick, like you can't do that. So it, there was something there, though. I mean, there, there has definitely to be. was something there something there. I don't. I never took anatomy or by. Oh, I took biology. I never took anatomy, but there has to be something there. That's I'm pretty sure that's how that works. I noticed it last night when we watched it. <laughs> Immediately. I was like, was that a dick? <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Rewind real quick. Yeah, I, I I spent like 15 minutes trying to get it like with the TV remote in the living room, just kind of like playing a little bit, then pausing, trying to get the right because I was like, oh man. I'm sure I saw what I saw. Where is uh where's Jen? I guess. She said uh she said she probably wouldn't make the beginning. So, you know. She'll come in real quick, talk about seeing Will Smith's dick, and then She better come in guns a blazing. Um She'll be I the think sixth man. She liked this movie. Or at least more than I did, so you know. Hey, well, we did it democratically, and we put it to a vote. I know. And y'all voted wrong. I know. We did. I, yeah, I was say, can't believe you guys don't like this. Like, like this movie I doesn't would like bring to up to all of the people who voted for Wild Wild West: Jen, Amanda, Brandon. I just wait a minute. I want to say that I saw this more than once when it okay. first came out, but I was nine when it first came out. So. <laughs> I, I like to start this way because I, I'm legitimately interested. What's everybody watching right now? The challenge. Real world versus road rules. The challenge. Well, they don't they don't do that anymore, Nick. Johnny Bananas. The challenge. Let CT me tell you about how many challenge? times Johnny Bananas comes up in this house. <laughs> that's our that's our fifth official sport, you know, according to Bill Simmons. He's, he's not wrong. Brandon, I find that ironic because I've been watching these YouTube videos that are like seasons of Survivor in 25 minutes, like condensed down into 25 minutes. And boy, I miss Survivor. I didn't know you were. I used to watch Survivor, but I, you know, like I don't keep up with it. I mean, I keep up with the shit in the sense that like I, as a person, have to know everything that happens in pop culture. So I know like who wins and who are the the people to know but god I is survivor that. still a thing that is aired regularly yes 
They're on like season 39 or some bullshit. I will need to track on that one. They had an entire season of all winners. (gasps) Was Richard on there? Is he too old? No, he was the first winner, right? I know. That's why I'm asking if he's too old. Oh, Uh, He is not too old, I don't think, because they have quite a few old people. But no, he was not on it. The, the, the traditional Survivor canon required Boston Rob to be on there. I don't know. How, yeah, for sure. How late you. So Boston Rob was on there. That was, that was like, I, I think I stopped watching after like season four or something like that. But God, it's good stuff. It is. Um, a lot of the things that came to play there. I, so I'm watching The Great. The... Don't say a word. I haven't watched it yet. I so, want to. Is it is it worth it? Like, or am am I going to be so disappointed I don't that I've been waiting for it? Disappointed. Um, it's just interesting. I wish I wish certain people would display the amount of cunning that is clearly on on display for for Survivor in this <laughs> in this show about like you know political subterfuge. Like these people can be pretty dumb. But, you know, I mean, it's not supposed to be accurate. So, What about the plot? Is there a lot of plot in it? You know, Brandon, nobody, it's it's Hulu, <laughs> so nobody hangs dong and there's, and there's very little nakedness. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, I don't think anybody gets naked. I think that they just cuss and, yeah, I think that's it. Does Hulu have shows where they have people get naked? Can they do I don't that? Think, I don't think so. I don't know of any original Hulu television shows other than The Great Uh, and the one with Aaron Paul. And Handmaid's Tale, right? Oh, and Handmaid's Tale. Was was Normal People not a Hulu original? The one that just came out? Was it? To see that one. Mm, Yeah, I guess. Joint production, but you know, it's British people. I don't know. It's supposed to be really good. But... Antonio, what movie did you watch? Bad Boys for Life. Oh. Noise. That's right. Brandon, uh, still, still not Bad I, Boys for Life? I don't know why I'm holding out on I just, I, I don't want it to be shitty is, is the problem. It's not. It's not. Two is the best one. It's and not. And like they could have ended with that one, but they also should have done this 10 years ago. I mean... They should have at least made this number four. Um, it's not. It's not bad. There's some very obvious things that are happening in it, but it's not bad. I'm sure that you will like many parts of this movie. Um, and then the only other thing I watched this week was uh, watch that Owen Hart Dark Side of the Ring documentary. Oh, shit. How was that? It was it was not a one sitting documentary. It was dark. Hence the name Dark Side of the Ring. Did you watch it in one sitting? Did you absorb it all at once? Uh no, I had to take like a ten minute break. Okay. Which which was yeah. darker? Transformers Dark Side of the Moon or, or or that? Uh did not watch the Transformers whatever dark side what? stuff that was. Wait, what? When do we when do we get Transformers on this podcast? By the way, it's it's. Uh, can I take we that weekend off? We Iconic. We can have the first one only. 
We can have <laughs> Megan Fox, Shia, whoever the else the fuck is in it. But then she comes back. She's in the second one too. They got the slow it, motion. It doesn't matter. In Your intro to Megan Fox is in Transformers. Can I still take that weekend off? What are we watching right now? Uh, we're trying to finish up all of Project Runway. Yeah. Not afraid to talk about it. I like me some Project Runway. I've learned that I love competition shows, mm-hmm. but that are about the competition. So like the challenge, it's it's all about drama and re- recording that shit. I like. It's boring. Yeah, there's to me, I want to know who's the best. In the shit. There's a love. There's there's the game within the game. Like you're obviously playing the game, but then there's like the love, like the politics, the political game. And that's the shit. Like you gotta you gotta play the political game and the physical game to win this shit. So it's Survivor. Yeah. Yeah, except you know except what? Except with hot people, like universally hot people. <laughs> and there's alcohol and. You know, that's true. They're more comfortable. I don't like that. For those of you guys that are watching things on Hulu, have you seen the ads for that show called Summer House? That looks like fun. It looks terrible and exhausting. I I, I do the uh, ad free Hulu, so. Oh, wow. Oh, you can't. It's my old co worker's Hulu account. Mm hmm. I, okay. I give him 4K Netflix. He gives me Hulu with no ads. Wow. Hey, Netflix Hulu. His name is Brandon Jones. That's a really <laughs> specific name. How will they ever find him? <laughs> we also uh, we had an Italian night last night, so we watched the Italian job. Oh. Shouts to Charlize Theron. That's all I've got to say. We haven't talked about Wild Wild West because there's nothing to fucking talk about. Wow. Okay, first of all, I was falling asleep for the first 30 minutes. One of the things that we mentioned in the last podcast, when we watch a movie at one point in time in our lives, and then we look back at, you know, how we viewed that particular movie, I could say I remember Wild Wild West being a lot better than it was this last time. Yes. I do too, but I was nine. I watched Wild Wild West today but i have watched wild wild west since it came out yeah i watched wild wild west at least five or six times because i think it's a great movie i think will smith made the right choice passing up this passing up the matrix for this movie completely agree yes i can't see the matrix with will smith i'm sorry it's no. it's just it just doesn't work so with that being said so we're gonna jump ahead Brandon, when I say Wild Wild West, the first thing that comes to your mind is? I think that it is one of the great buddy cop movies that we have. I'm put it, I put it up there with movies like The Other Guys. It's this thing. I, Will Smith and Kevin Klein just have this great relationship that is funny. And also, like, when they're the, – and I'm, you know, I'm skipping ahead, but when they're in the – we're in that we're in there when they're in the desert and he is talking about why he's so driven to he was so driven to get bloodbath McGrath and then now to get uh Loveless, you know, like and they have that moment and Kevin Klein's like, you know, I'll help you get him. Cause like they they finally came together and they finally understand each other. And, you know, I just it's 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 the blueprint for a buddy cop movie. 
It, I mean, it follows the blueprint for a buddy cop movie like to a T, and I love buddy cop movies. Nick, when I say <laughs> Wild Wild West, what um, do you think? So, so in a similar sort of fashion, I watched this movie for the first time when I was nine, I guess eight, I think. My brother took me to it because I was not of age, obviously, PG-13 movie. Just my brother, who is 10 years older than me and was often forced, well, not often, but sometimes forced to take me to the movies. This is one of two movies that I remember. The other movie is He Got Game, where he put his hands over my eyes so that I couldn't see <laughs> the naked chick in it. Um, so it obviously made an impression on me. And I remember the things that stood out in in various order, I guess were Will Smith being a movie star, a giant 80-foot-tall mechanical spider, and, like, some sort of legless Confederate guy. And I remember (laughs) having a great time watching this movie. Like, I remember thinking, wow, that was super fun. And then I never really thought about it. Like, in my head, it sort of had this place of kind of prestige as far as action movies go because i was like you know what that was a fun action movie and i have had not watched this movie again until sometime earlier this week and um well i don't want to spoil the rest of what we're going to get to but there's not a lot to spoil the thing that i thought (laughs) of when we were talking about wild wild west as a potential movie was you know what i think that's a good movie it's a fun watch for and sure. Yeah. Well, I remember it being a fun watch anyway. Exactly. The mind plays tricks on us like that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And as our palates have matured. Well, some of us, some of us have had our palates mature. <laughs> Speaking of maturing palates. All right, Amanda, what did you, when I say Wild Wild West, what's the first thing that comes to mind or what do you think of? Well, now it's that the music video is way better than the movie. I didn't watch the music video. The song still holds up. That's all I've got for that. (laughs) The 1999 MTV Movie Awards, Drew Hill and Will Smith performed with Stevie Wonder. And it was like, I mean, the entire crowd was into it. I mean, everyone was hyped. This was going to be like the biggest movie. Like Men in Black was was shit compared to this movie because this performance like just launched it everyone was super excited and i just remember when the movie came out the reviews weren't all that great so when i think of wild wild west i think of the first real miss of will smith's career and the only miss he had in the 90s and miss not so much from like it's to me it's a it's an entertaining movie it it really is but when you when you kind of set the bar where he has set the bar he was just in a different stratosphere and had to keep producing, producing, producing. And I think this movie fell short. Obviously, yesterday was the first time I've ever seen this movie. So I don't have the benefit of seeing this through the lenses of a nine-year-old that would have thought that this was awesome. Uh, wild, wild west. I mean, every time I would say, guys, you guys should come up to North Austin. We'll head to Cedar Park and go to Wild West. Brandon would always bring up, oh, wild, wild west. You know, we need to watch that movie before we go to Wild West. And I mean, I just assumed that it would be, and he mentioned that Will Smith was in it. So I just assumed that I was like, oh, okay, so probably an old Western, 
there'll be some comedy in it. And I guess it ended up being a version of a old timey men in black type of movie. Um, I think is what I had in my mind. Mm. Um, I see a version. I saw a version of that. Uh, It's not a good version, but uh, yeah. I just, I remember you saying that you watched the trailer to this movie before you watched the movie. When you Mm -hmm. watched, when you finished the trailer, what were your thoughts? Uh, It, it looked like a nineties movie, the technology, the, you know, the special effects, the technology, all of that. Like you could tell it was a very dated movie. Um, Again, with the benefit of watching this for the first time in, you know, 2020. Uh, But it looked like it was intentionally made to be a bad movie. I want to touch on that. And the reason why is because you're asking what we think of it prior to rewatching it. And all I can think about is my dad. We're not prior to rewatching it. Just when when you hear the the, the word or the movie, Wild Wild West, what? I think of my dad. And the reason why I think of my dad is because, Ryan, you have seen my dad watch a movie. And this this is a movie where my dad would thoroughly enjoy it and laugh out loud. He would. Every four minutes and I remember watching it with him in 1999 and him thoroughly enjoying it and laughing every four minutes and I can see him watching it tomorrow and doing the exact same thing even though it's really not that great this is my dad's movie through and through and will always be his type of humor look at that magnetic collar look at him run like that (laughs) they're gonna get right they're gonna get stuck again look now he's stuck in his belt buckle And I, I think that in in pushing for this movie, I, I you know the nostalgia played a big role in it. I remember actually going to see this movie in theaters with uh, my babysitter at the time, Miss Jackson. She took us all. Uh, she watched me and my sister and a couple of other kids, and she took us to see this movie. And she, uh, I just remember thinking like, man, this is this is really cool. Like, look at it, like what a great concept. Like you know, this, this giant spider and, and uh, all of these, these gadgets and things that Artemis has. And, you know, Will Smith was at his peak, I think, in oh, terms sure. of just like charismatic and, uh, you know, like likable. And uh, he just, he brought something. He, he really was, I mean, he's the best, he was hands down the best character uh, in the in the movie, but I, you know, I thought that uh, Kenneth Branagh uh, was also excellent. Those two also had a real chemistry. Um, I thought that the movie maybe was a little heavy-handed, and, and we may talk about this later. Um, in pointing out, you know, reminding us that Will Smith was black uh, in in the 1800s, but you couldn't have done this. You couldn't have cast him without doing it. So I think it was appropriate, but a little heavy handed at times. I think that was the point of the movie, though. No, just. Oh, sure, sure, sure. (laughs) But I thought, you know, it's like every scene where almost every scene we were reminded that uh, Will Will Smith, Jim West was a black guy, almost out of place in every place that he's he's in, whether it's that first scene where he falls out of the, the water tower and he's naked and all of the guys are staring at his junk or, uh, you know, when he's sneaking into the party and he's confronted by one of the guards or, you know, obviously that classic exchange, which to me is still one of the funniest 
probably the best scene in the movie is that that initial exchange uh, between him and Loveless, where oh, at, at, sure. the, at the party where uh, he there, Loveless is making the black jokes and Will Smith is making the cripple jokes, which you couldn't do today. You absolutely could not no. make this movie today. I think not with those lines. You know, you. I didn't realize that this is an adaptation of some like I don't know, nineteen sixty-five, good nineteen sixty-five, nineteen sixties. You know, serial TV show that obviously did not have a black guy starring as the lead and so there are some changes that you have to make but to brandon's point like why would you not just make this make this a will smith vehicle like let him do him you know the whole point was um you know i was reading the way that they talked about the original tv show and the concept that they thought of was james bond on a horse on horseback which is a which is a great idea and you know, what Brandon said earlier where he's like when he was younger and he watched this and he saw like, oh, man, like the just the atmosphere and the vibe of everything, like the inventions, like this sort of steampunk has sort of, you know, just just the feel of the movie. You get like, you know, you, basically he's the cue to to Jim West Bond. And I mm-hmm. want like just just let Will Smith cook basically just let him do that you don't have to make it like you don't have to make all the jokes that you do and i you know i think it works in the scene where he's talking to the amputee like loveless not legless um <laughs> but, but other than that there's not really like i mean i guess i get it because of the times but do you have to do like when he walks into the white house do you have to make the guy who stops him say listen i know that you got your 40 acres in a mule after the war but you can't just walk in here like do you have to do that is that necessary and that i mean and that you know goes back to you know that whole heavy hand in the thing but to kind of comment on something that ryan made this move or said this movie wasn't at least in terms of box office revenue this movie wasn't a dud when it came out i think it made 50 million dollars opening weekend like that's That's still, I mean, that's that's good for, and I, I don't think this movie counts as a Will Smith. I mean, obviously the movie isn't as good as like an Independence Day or a Bad Boys 2 or, you know, Enemy of the State or anything like that. But this movie was not really a commercial failure, I guess, in terms of like no, opening no. box office weekend. Like this is still, it was still a big Will Smith movie. Is it? Right. Yeah, ra- rating wise, it was garbage but box office wise it was i think it's still kind of a flop though i mean so it's 14th on total box office in that year like that's insane i'm I'm sorry i I didn't articulate it well it was a flop for will smith not for the box office for for the for the will smith brand i think it was his first hey you know what he's human not everything he touches is going to be something that we all universally like. But also, to be but fair... we did like it back then. But but to be well, fair... We nine. The nine-year-olds. The, the nine-year-olds, nine-year-olds liked it. Eight-year-old demographic, really key. Westerns are always hard to sell, like no matter how good they are. It's still a Western. Those are days that are long in our cool. past. We don't ride horseback. We don't go into saloons. We don't go to whorehouses. Like that's just not commonality. So when you when someone our age or even younger or even slightly bit older watch a movie like that, they're like, that's that's not realistic. You have to be in the mindset to watch a quote unquote period piece like that. So, as a quick rebuttal, the the whole Western movies maybe aren't going to hit. Uh, 
and I'm going to speak mainly just for, for the male demographic here. Uh, I mean, I think that Western movies are always going to be geared more towards a younger audience, which is probably explains why you guys liked it growing up. Cause growing up, like I loved, you know, Western themed shows, movies, like that was the thing me and my dad kind of bonded over. Like we would watch, it's a different type of Western, obviously, you know, a little heavier and darker, but like Unforgiven, Good, Bad, and the Ugly, like that's what we spent our time growing up, you know, watching. So that's, I'm not going to say that that's what I was expecting when I heard Wild Wild West. Obviously, after I watched a trailer, it was the complete opposite of that. But I don't think that just because a movie is geared to, is casted to be a, a Western film that it's instantly going to face an uphill battle if that makes sense. No, that's fair. I mean, I, I think the interesting thing here is that, I mean, this is just not, I don't know that this, I, I guess there are, there are obviously Western elements, but this is so ridiculous and it's sort of fantasy in the way that things happen. The things that happen in this, in this movie that are not like no other Western has this stuff. Basically, you know, this is yeah. not unforgiven. This is not, this is not the searchers. This is not the well, good. I do. The bad I mean, if we're ugly. just if we're going to talk about Western movies that can never happen, let me point you to Cowboys and Aliens with my man Dan. <laughs> Which, in fairness, that movie also one of one of the you know great bombs, box office bombs. That and, is a terrible I, Alien movie. It's a terrible Western movie. Uh, I, I have no idea what Daniel Craig was thinking when he did it. I just I just think that there's a lot of promise still in this in the concept of this movie. Like if we're from a genre perspective, like I, I get that Westerns don't make a lot of money, but this is, this is not a Western. This is, you play this as, I don't, you play this as James Bond. You play this as a spy, but an espionage it, movie. It, I think, but it, I think one of the things that it was geared to is supposed to be a comedy Western in a way. And comedy westerns hadn't really worked up until that part. I mean, th- th- there's there's three comedy westerns that come to mind in the '90s. It's Wild Wild West, Sinbad's amazing The Cherokee Kid. I don't know if anyone's ever seen that one. And then Lightning Jack with Paul Hogan. You've never heard of them because they just didn't work. They weren't good. Shanghai Noon worked the year after that. I was going to say, was Shanghai Noon not okay? A master class in how to do a comedy western. I've seen Shanghai Noon once, and I'm forgive me if I'm wrong. It's Owen Wilson and Jackie Chan, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Owen Wilson and Jackie Chan. I say those names. That's one tier of actors. If I tell you Kevin Klein and Will Smith, what do you expect? Kevin Klein won an Oscar. Will Smith had a had a run in the '90s like no other. You're expecting two completely different. Right. It, if you if you if you gave me that tagline in 1999. I'd expect heat. Yeah, but but think about it. So okay, so Men in Black, you got Tommy Lee Jones, you got Will Smith. Um, Tommy, uh, Enemy of the State, movie though, same as same as uh, Wild Wild West. Yes, we should get to that. There are multiple failures in this movie, and I think that that's what we're seeing here. You know, like part part of it is what you're saying, Ryan, which is that this movie as a western was probably. You know, and as a Western comedy hybrid, perhaps was not geared towards being successful already. But also what Brandon said earlier or alluded to earlier is that this is I mean, to him, this is one of the best buddy cop movies of all time. And that's like 
that's what we're seeing here. This is a buddy cop movie. So does it succeed on that level? Because, you know, like you in Will Smith's career up to this point, he has succeeded in that buddy cop sort of uh, the buddy cop dynamic template. Yeah. Dynamic. Yes. Yes. Like that's we know that he can open movies like that and succeed. and, And critics like them. Critics like bad boys. Critics like men in black relatively and the people loved it so why does this not work or i guess brandon you know since since it works for you what is it about this maybe well okay so someone someone say something about why this doesn't work as a buddy cop movie first someone else say something no no no. it's just i want i want someone to i want someone to because i want to hear brandon rebut something as opposed to him just like laying out a case because i think he's on i think he's the I think he's the only one who thinks that this works as a buddy cop movie. <laughs> so, so someone say something about why this work or doesn't work as a buddy cop movie. It doesn't work as a buddy cop movie because they're both trying to be the ones with the best lines in the movie. And and like why why did Men in Black work? Men in Black work because Tommy Lee Jones is not funny. He is straight edged dry humor so when it bounces off of will smith it's fucking funny like will smith will smith is the coolest guy like to me i'm almost 35 years old will smith is in his mid 40s and to me he's still one of the coolest dudes ever like he's just so cool for kevin klein to try and be the cool funny guy kind of in this movie aside from being like the nerd that's why it doesn't work for me and so it's not it's not that it Will Smith carries this movie and it's Will Smith's name on the forefront of the movie. But I think what doesn't work is Kevin Klein in this movie. Kevin Klein is trying too hard. See, I didn't think that Kevin Klein was trying too hard at all. I think that Kevin Klein kind of stayed true to the tinkerer slash inventor of the original movie with this kind of spin on it where like he's... I, so in the in the original show, at least, you know, Artemis is he's also he's an inventor and he's got this long list of ridiculous inventions that he's made. And I thought that Kevin Klein kind of straight stayed true to that. I don't think that Kevin Klein, you know, was trying to. Like, I, I, I don't think that Kevin Klein's character was trying to one up uh, Will Smith in any way in that movie. I thought that Kevin Klein almost played it. like nerdy straight up nerd kind of like I don't think that Kevin Klein was intentionally trying to be funny but his the the situations that his inventions got him into were funny like the the, obviously the one scene that comes to mind the 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 breast the booby scene in the train (laughs) where they're He's filling. He he's got the boobs out. He's like, these are a work of art, and he's they're they're filled with buckwheat. And he's Will Smith's like, well, there's your problem. Pours out the buckwheat. It's like, it's made of water. He's like, now touch my breast. And he's like, oh, that's oh, that's much better. Like, I don't think I think that his inventions got him into these funny situations. But I don't think Kevin Klein was necessarily a funny character. I thought he played it straight up. This movie is PG-13, and it is obsessed with the word boobies somehow. <laughs> is it the like, word booby? It's the word booby, right? That is yes. mentioned? Yes, over and not, over again. When, not boob and, or and breast. Honestly, 
I didn't mention this earlier, but one of the one of my memories of this movie is Will Smith like explaining and doing the like bongo thing where he <laughs> says nice movies. Like, oh my god. They feel better this time. Right, exactly. And so but like and then so like another, you know, situation where he drums on the white girl's <laughs> breast and then Kevin Klein's character is like hang him and he's he's out there and he's he's standing up and he's like, look. Back in my native land of Africa, you know, we used to communicate with drums. I was just saying, how's it going? How's your mom? And then Kevin, but Kevin Klein put him into that situation, not trying to be funny, but then also gets him out of that situation with this ridiculous fucking bungee rope that he invented, where he pulls all the way back on it. And it literally makes like this cartoon bungee sound as he's being flung onto the coaches. They're escaping. Like, I don't, I, I just, I think that, again, you know, just to kind of circle back, I didn't think that Kevin Klein was trying to upstage Will. I think Will, I think Kevin Klein played it great so that Will could be over the top with his, his, his expressions. Case in point, sorry, case in point, um, the, when, when Artemis has the head on the, uh, the machine to see the last image, and Will Smith three times is like, that is a man's head. Four times. Four, Four times. times. He does it too many times. He, it should be three. Head. Yep. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I need you to think about the fact, I need you to think about the scene you just described and what, boobies I don't, <laughs> the bungee cord. I don't understand how you don't think that this is a bad movie. <laughs> After listening, to Antonio, 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 tell tell him say something about Inspector Gadget. That's essentially what this movie was: was Inspector Gadget, but in you know the Reconstruction era. With, with that, a black dude, bad. that's Artemis with a black Gordon's dude, and it's bad. He's an inventor, and, and he, if you it, literally right now, if you go to the IMDb page for the movie, the the TV show. It's got a list of all the inventions from the TV show and like the tr- some of the things that they put in this show or in the in the movie straight out of the TV show the the um pool table that flips over and pushes them underneath the car straight from the TV show for instance. And so So if you I, watched I mean, the TV show, you would have appreciated the movie a little bit more I, is what I you're saying. That, as a 65 year old man Yes, yeah, so the demographic was nine-year-olds and 65-year-old men. Hey, those, are the, those are the key ones. Those are the key ones. Two things. To be fair, I think we can I think we can all agree that Wild Wild West is a much better movie than Inspector Gadget. Boy, Two. Yeah. Ryan, you just lost like 50 points on my best friend scale. I'd have to watch Inspector Gadget, to be honest with you. I don't know. I've seen Inspector this Gadget recently. 2, yes, it's probably better than that. But the first Inspector Bro, Gadget, two no. two Inspector Gadget movies? What's wrong with What? You? you just lost 50 points on the court. <laughs> For some reason, I remember Inspector Gadget being a funny movie, too. So I, I'm, but oh, no. we, can, we can all give this movie a little bit of shit, but it worked. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to, contradict what I said earlier, it really must have worked and must have been extremely popular because if you go to Will Smith's IMDb, you go to Kevin Klein's IMDb, you go to Selma Hayek's IMDb, you go to Ted Levine's IMDb, you know what movie shows up as that first four that usually pop up, like their four most popular? Wild Wild West. On each one of them. I don't know, 14, number 14 in the box office that year. Not, but 99, 99 is one of the all-time best years of movies. 
The only reason why people were going to see this movie is because it was a Will Smith movie. It yeah. was. It had nothing to do with the plot. It had nothing to do with the story. It had nothing to do with the crazy costumes that looked like they were straight out of Fredericks of Hollywood. It was... Okay, come on. It was because Will Smith was the star of the movie. Without that, no one would have seen this. They would not have netted anything. No, I, I do agree with you that... This movie doesn't work without Will Smith. You couldn't, you couldn't, for instance, have Will Smith say yes to the Matrix and then then turn around and get Keanu to do this movie, for instance. Why the? Why would Will Smith ever do the Matrix? This Will sounds. Smith in the yeah. Matrix is terrible. Well, no, no, come on. What? What in the Matrix lends itself to Will Smith, like story wise? What would Will Smith be better at than? Honestly, a lot of other people, not just Keanu, a lot of other people. I'm re- I'm reading our outline and Antonio, to piggyback on that, Antonio writes classic Will Smith lines. Now that's a whooping. That's how you shoot. That's how you drive. Could you not see him that saying that in the Matrix? Transport Nitro. Yeah, Yo, that great <laughs> line. This is yes, it is a great line. Transport <laughs> Nitro. That's yes. exactly, like, that yeah. is such a Will Smith line if i ever heard one his wife when he climbs on the thing on the on the spider towards the end and he says his i'm, I'm looking for loveless his wife called she told him come on home stop all this, <laughs> stop foolishness. All this, all this <laughs> See, this movie this movie is fun when you just like you think about some of these things that will smith like will, will smith is the key to this whole movie and He's able to just be over the top and ridiculous, and that really, for me, makes this movie work. I mean, it's to me, it's similar to like how Bad Boys is. Bad Boys is a good movie, but Bad Boys Two, I think, so much better because I think like Will Smith's a little bit looser and he's a lot more fun than he was in Bad Boys, and that makes I mean, Bad Boys Two so much better. Sure, Bad Boys. Bad Boys Two is the one where he greets him at the door, right? Greets. Uh, yes. Reggie. 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 Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Which I, that's, that's what thing. we're doing that when Olivia starts dating, right? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Got to. Wait, who's who? Who gets to be Will Smith? Everyone. <laughs> obviously, it would. Obviously, it would be me because you know Brandon has to play the role of the dad. That's right, true. Exactly. That's right. So. Okay, so Antonio as the as the convicted felon out on bail. <laughs> um, yeah, I I think I think that's that's the interesting thing to me. Somebody had mentioned I can't remember. I've I've lost all. Somebody had mentioned that there's like there's a battle here between Kevin Klein and Will Smith to get the best lines. Will Smith has the best lines in this movie by far. Yeah, and it's part of it is like Will Smith just being Will Smith and killing like all the delivery on all of his lines. But he also just has the best lines. That's just, you know, I, I think most of it is Will Smith being Will Smith because that he just has that, I don't know. He just, he works in this kind of movie. He works in all of these sorts of movies. That's just who he is. And he, you know, we you talked about it, Brandon, a little bit. He's he's the one who carried this movie. He's the he's the standout of this movie. I I get it. I don't, you know, to your point, this movie does not get made nearly in the same way you replace him with uh i don't know who's who's up there in 1999 doing action movies you replace him with uh tom cruise or tom cruise i don't think tom cruise no. has the personality to do this nope 
Um, it's obviously a different, a vastly different movie considering the the portion of this movie that hinges on Will Smith being African American. Sure, Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser, good lord! No. Hey, the Mummy, the Mummy, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, that, I mean, the mummy, I think that did better than Wild Wild West. No, it did it? Did yes, it did. Not a better movie, but it did better, I suppose. Also, I do just want to point out that I don't consider Wild Wild West Will Smith's first failure. It's got to be The Legend of Bagger Vance. Is that a bad movie? The Legend of Bagger Vance. I respectfully disagree. I love The Legend of Bagger Vance. Okay, I I remember not thinking much of anything. I looked at Will Smith's filmography after this and i honestly i had forgotten that he sort of was on a down i mean people like ali but he didn't do a whole like there was a little bit there where he was not having a good time like after i mean enemy of the state wasn't big i don't remember it being big so after he was doing more music at that time oh is that what it was he was yeah like if you look at his imdb it's it's 1997 through 2000, it's all music videos. Well, 97, you had Men in Black. 98, you had Enemy of the State. 99, you had Wild Wild West. Then you have 2000, you have The Legend of Bagger Vance. 2001, sorry. You got Ali. 2001, you got Ali. You have Ali. Nominated for an Oscar. 2002, Men in Black 2. 2003, Bad Boys 2. 2004, I Robot. 2004, Shark Tale. 2005, and Hitch. Still good. Did you say I Robot was so good or still good? I said still good. Still good, yes. Okay. 2005, Hitch. 2006, The Pursuit of Happiness. I mean, come on. That That's probably one of the first movies that ever brought a tear to my eye, to be perfectly 2006 honest. is where he decided to go into a more serious... You didn't cry at a movie until 2006? It's well, one of the, the first ones has- I remember. I remember <laughs> crying at, at The Pursuit of Happiness. 2007, I Am Legend. 2008, Hancock. 2008, Seven Pounds was pretty Which Hancock's underrated. Hancock's not a serious film. No. Hancock no. is. No, the first half of Hancock, I maintain, so is one of the best good. superhero movies of all time. <laughs> you just going to read the whole IMDb, Ryan? Or... I mean, out of all those movies that I mentioned, tell me which is the one that sticks out like a sore thumb. Shark Tale. Oh, because that's animated, but I mean... I talk- <laughs> okay, you asked the question and I gave the answer. I don't know. I think that most of these movies probably were pretty on brand for him in terms of action star. Hitch was, I guess, a little bit different for him. Yeah. But kind of in his wheelhouse because he had to be charming, charismatic, you know. I mean, Wild Wild West was in his wheelhouse. It was action and it was funny. I mean, that's what he does. Guys, you know who's not funny? Women. Selma Hayek in this fucking oh. Wild Wild West movie. Selma Hayek is... In this Wild Wild West movie. Garbage. She's a damsel in, in distress. She's not supposed to be funny. She's okay, not a that's she's a, mani- she's a she's a manipulative right woman. The whole idea is Who that she hasn't is, been manipulated she, by because she's not looking for she's not looking for her father. But she said that because she wanted them to help. Right. Well, she manipulated them into helping her. But they were gonna they were doing they were gonna do that anyways, and so she could have just said, "Hey, that's my." That was they weren't gonna, from jump. That was already their job. They weren't going to do that anyways, though. Will Smith didn't want to bring her. No, Kevin no, Klein wanted to bring her, bring her because... 
and in fruit, he had no business going anyways, but their job already was to find these scientists and figure out what Lovelace's plan was. So they were going to find her husband either way. Yeah, I mean, that's the that's the other ultimate part of it is that they didn't need her to do anything. Nope. She's, She's... damsel in distress and she did it. She did it well. We were, I think Antonio and I were talking about the train scene, though, and I think he said that that was the first time that he was engaged in the movie. With the butt flap? Yeah, that was like the only time. Like, that's where the entertainment started. The only time? Yeah. Like, once they start... So, I don't know any once of the characters' names. I'm not even going to pretend to, like, know. But where they're chasing the bad guys, and then... The train, they go through the cave, and then the bad guy train turns into a spider and like lifts it up. Classic, and then they go classic in, and then they start come back down, and then they like, wait, why are they following us now? And then they do the whole semi action scene. Um, that was really the only entertaining part of this movie. Interesting, only entertaining part of this movie. Wow. I just can't believe, I mean, and I keep going back to. The party in the party in New Orleans. I can't believe that you didn't think that that was entertaining. You know, you have the the Lincoln head coming out, and then the head explodes. Which Antonio and I were talking about this earlier, and he was like, we were like, yeah, you know, you probably couldn't, you probably couldn't do that now because that's shouldn't be able to do that then. He got assassinated for this was based in what 1869. Four years yeah. earlier, this is when that happened. You probably shouldn't be making that. I get that you're right. south, and I get that the south will rise again. But still, like you can't do that. The south will rise again. And I was, I, I, I made the comment though. I was like, yeah, you know, I guess you couldn't do that now. Like, can you imagine if they did a remake of Wild Wild West, but like instead they had like a John F. Kennedy head exploding to introduce the villain? And I was no, like, you oh. can, you can do Lincoln though. I was just watching it's there's the scene in the office where Michael Scott is like, there are things that you can't make fun of. And it turns out that Lincoln, I feel like he says Lincoln getting shot just turned funny or something like that. (laughs) We just we were just we just started being allowed to use that. I think it's fine. He's a he's a bad guy. And that's that's the excuse that they use for a lot of what happens. Yeah, I was just I was also going to point out with Loveless. I don't know if Robert Downey Jr. watched this movie and was like, Iron Man, Tony Stark needs to have this facial hair. But like, I watched this movie and I was like, why does this, why does this remind me of Tony Stark immediately in the first Iron Man with like this elaborate facial hair thing? I, I don't know. And maybe, maybe Tony Stark's isn't as ridiculous in the first Iron Man, but immediately I saw Loveless for the first time and I was like, that's Tony Stark. I I remember his facial hair being relatively elaborate. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is, this is, this is fucking weird. I, I don't know. I feel like Kenneth Branagh, I think he did really, I, I mean, it's difficult to say that someone did very well when they're portraying a very clearly racist former confederate general somehow right is he a general he's somehow in their in their military who is virulently racist but i feel like Kenneth Branagh did a really good job here like 
he really leaned in to what he was doing. And I think that that's important in a movie of uh, this caliber. Yeah, I mean, I has think anyone... that if you're going to... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, has anyone seen the Tenet trailer that just dropped? Yeah. So Kenneth Branagh is the, the bad guy doing a Russian accent. I'm excited now because I know that Kenneth Branagh, I don't know. I was trying to like look through in my in my head catalog, but I couldn't remember Kenneth Branagh being a bad guy. And then I was like, wait, Wild Wild West. Yes, he's been a bad guy before. If he just brings this, if he just brings this same energy to a Christopher Nolan movie, I can only <laughs> imagine it. Just like this half wheeling man rolling around in the Senate movie. <laughs> like this is the movie that's supposed to save save movie theaters across the world is Kenneth Branagh reprising his role as Loveless but in Tenet. Brandon, I'm just saying, how much money how much money would you pay to watch a Christopher Nolan movie in which Kenneth Branagh comes out as the bad guy <laughs> as a Russian guy in a wheelchair who a, a steampunk wheelchair? He's got with like a with a giant button on it that shoots a gun out the backside of it. <laughs> Why? And also an attachment that like gives him legs like yeah, Doc Ock. Yeah, I was going to say at some point, like the thing grows, the wheelchair grows legs and can walk around, which I don't know why he wasn't using that thing the whole time. Sure, because obviously, like, wheels? What are you doing? Second of all, why is it not... Why are they not spider legs? Why does he look like a dog? Why are they dog legs? Like the Boston Robotics dog. Exactly. How does that make, how does that make any sense? Thematically, why wouldn't you just have him walking around on tiny little... Like a miniature version of his 80-foot-tall spider? If he yeah. loves spiders so much. Also, why, does, why are spiders... I'm sorry, this is getting a, on a rant of, like how things don't make sense in this movie. No, but please why continue. Are, why are spiders a big deal to oh, this can, former Confederate? I can I can tell you. Um, so there was uh, one of the producers uh, for this movie was going to produce the, um, the, the Nicolas Cage uh, Superman movie. And okay. one of his asks apparently was a giant spider. And so that didn't happen, obviously. Uh, and so in this movie, he goes and he produces this movie. And obviously we got a giant spider. And we didn't just get one giant spider. Like, we got a shit ton of spiders throughout this entire movie. Like, there's, Wait. So there's what like, you're telling me is that he wanted a giant spider in the Superman movie. And the Superman movie didn't happen. So he went and produced this movie and just and carried over it. His idea of spiders. <laughs> that's the story. That's that's the, you know that that's that's a talk. That was a talking point on something I read and something I listened to was that you know they got he got a spider wish in this movie. Did you read up on who owned the rights to Spider Man in 1999? I was gonna say, why wouldn't he just buy? Why wouldn't he just buy the rights to Spider Man and make that movie? Why would you buy the rights to Superman and make a Superman movie with a giant spider in it? Well, I mean, Superman's got to fight something, right? When has he ever fought a giant spider? Okay, listen, I don't know. We're getting we're getting very far away from the plot. <laughs> Is there anything else that we want to talk about Will Smith? Technically, what we left off on was talking about Will Smith. 
and Ryan reading off Will Smith's filmography from yeah. IMDb. You uh, stopped at 2011 if you would like to continue. No, I think I got my point across. Okay. <laughs> okay, so tons of hits. And I'm going to get my point across to the group. I got my point across to myself. I, it just <laughs> it just doesn't fit. I'm sorry. I, I, and here's the thing. I don't dislike this movie. I really don't. It just, what I should have said at the beginning of this podcast is, what's what do you think of, of when you hear Wild Wild West? I think of Rocky IV, or you see he's bleeding. He's not a machine. He's human. And that's exactly what I think of Will Smith. He was human. Like, he he's going to have a miss. And this was his first miss. Oh, because I was going to say, I thought you were going, I thought you were going to turn around then and say, like, this is the great movie because Rocky IV is the best of the Rocky movies. Oh, Rocky IV is by far the best Rocky movie. The only reason why it was made and how good it was was because of how big of a star Will Smith was. And I think that that, that he carries the movie above and beyond where it should have landed. No actor could have made Wild Wild West as good as it is. I don't think it's a great movie. I think it's a good movie. It's entertaining. But without Will Smith, what do you have? That's fair. I, I think that that's a fair... I You know, I almost think of it as like Kobe Kobe Bryant post, uh, post Shaq. Post Shaq? Where like those... Those those Lakers teams, you know, those Lakers teams were fucking horrible, and Kobe's still Wait. dragging them to the playoffs. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, this is this movie, you know, is and, and I think I said this when when we were talking about possibly doing this was it's one of those movies that you're either gonna like it, you're gonna hate it, and I know that at, at the time Antonio hadn't seen it, so I was really hoping that Antonio was gonna fall into that camp of like really liking it. Uh, but you know, it, it, it is, it is definitely, you know, Kobe Bryant just carrying that terrible Lakers team, you know, <laughs> the lottery pick, it's a lottery pick movie without Will Smith slash Kobe Bryant carrying them. I'll, I'll continue your, your Kobe analogy. You had Lamar Odom, Lamar Odom was awesome. You had Kevin Klein, who's awesome. It just didn't work. I think one of the things that in rewatching this movie, I was thinking, man, Kevin Klein, it just, to me, I think that was the biggest miss of this movie. And I really, really like Kevin Klein. I love Dave. Dave is like one of my like top 25 movies. Like he's awesome in Dave. And then one of the other movies that he started, the movie he started in right before this one, uh, in and out, Amanda seen in and out, in and out is, I think it's hilarious. It's funny. Oh, that's the one about the gay teacher. Right. Spoiler. And then and and then you go from Dave, you go in and out, and then you go Wild Wild West. It just it just didn't fit. And I think that is one of the reasons why this movie didn't work for me. <laughs> if it's on HBO or it's on Encore or Stars or one of those, and I just happen to be flipping through channels and I land on it, I'll watch it. I'll finish it out. It's got Salma so, Hayek, and it's got like peak Salma Hayek, like late nineties pre Frida Salma Hayek, where you're like, she was terrible in this movie too. But for what she for what like she was atrocious. given, atrocious. No, 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 no. For what she was given, what she had to be. Hey, be the damsel in distress, kind of foreign. You chick. cannot sit there and tell me that you are not distracted by the fact that she looked like in the first half of the movie. That she was dubbed, but you're look, but you're looking at it through 2020 eyes. Look at it through 1999 eyes, and you're like, "Yes, Salma Hayek in this movie." Like she was dubbed, and the the digression, the digression of her accent is another thing 
<laughs> she went from Southern Belle to, I don't know, where is she from? Where is Selma Hayek from? She's Spanish, right? Or is she Mexican? I don't know, but I don't want to say the wrong thing. She's Mexican. Mexican-American. <laughs> She's Mexican brown. American. I can say that. She was born that. in Mexico. She's Leban. Her father is Lebanese-Mexican. She was born in Mexico, though, so she's Mexican. The, I will say the other thing about Kevin. Okay, we'll go back to. Okay, who would you replace Kevin Klein with, Ryan? If Kevin Klein did not work, hmm, that's a good question. I really thought about that. To be perfectly honest, Matthew Broderick. So Inspector Gadget. <laughs> yes. yes, yes. <laughs> Sorry, I Ryan. Forgot that, I forgot that Matthew Broderick was Inspector Gadget. Yes. That's Who another you... movie that I think I have pretty fond memories about going to the movie theaters and watching. But is it terrible now? It. I can almost guarantee you that it is. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna watch that tomorrow and, and find out. I guess. Okay. I just think. I mean, you have to. Okay, so you have to replace Kevin Klein with somebody. I. You know to. To Ryan's earlier point about how you can't make this movie without Will Smith, yes. You can't make this movie without Will Smith. You made this movie with Will Smith, and it, you know, we had this conversation earlier. Did it bomb? Did it not bomb? I think it bombed. It had, at the when it came out, it had the number two, second most expensive production of any movie to that point, which is extraordinary. And it was 14 at the box office that year. It got beat by the Blair Witch Project, which Blair Witch you know, was a phenomenon, though, man. Uh, sure, I get it. It got beat by Notting Hill. Is that what you want to hear? It got beat by Runaway <sighs> Bride. It is got that, beat by is that Julia Roberts. It got beat by Big Daddy. It got beat by you know Austin Powers. Well, Listen, stop you right I, there. Out of all those movies, what do all those movies have in common? I mean, they're, they're good. Two? Julia Roberts. I, I don't as, know. As opposed to this one, right? Like they're good. Right. You you so, said it. I didn't. <laughs> so the thing is, is how do we make this movie good? It's not like taking away Will Smith because if you take away Will Smith, this movie is just a tragedy. It doesn't get made at all. To your to your point, Ryan, it doesn't get made in the first place. But it's a tragedy if Will Smith isn't in it because Will Smith does amazing. You take out Kenneth Branagh as the you know, antagonist. I don't know. I don't know who you put in there, but you can fill him in. Do... There, there's only one person I can see. If you, if you, if you make, if you were to make Wild Wild West today, use the oh. same lines, the same storyline, everything. There's only one, one actor who could play Will Smith's part today. Mm. You know who that is, right? It's The Rock. The Rock. No, the Rock. The Rock. The Rock could play. The Jim West part. I don't know that you could. You could maybe make this movie with The Rock, but th that's a generational thing. I mean, Will Smith. We're talking about replacing somebody in kind here. It's 1999. Who do you have? There's no one that's that's Will Smith level. Like the it, like you're saying, The Rock is the Will Smith of now, but the Will Smith of then was Will Smith. You can't you can't remove Will Smith. Uh, Kenneth Branagh to me. You can't take away Kevin Brennan. You got to take away Kevin Clark. No, I'm not. Uh, hold on. Go back. I'm not saying that you should, that, that Will Smith needs to be replaced. I'm saying there's only a certain level of actor slash star that could pull off the Jim West part. 
Sure. And I think that's Will Smith. He's untouchable. The rock to people today is just untouchable when it comes to that kind of comparison. So the person you have to change is Kevin Klein. Who would you change? Who if you could if you could substitute Kevin Klein in nineteen ninety nine for a different actor, who who would you pick? So my thought is Bill Murray. I understand that it's difficult because I the role requires something. Obviously, actors can't do a whole lot more than what is written, especially in a big budget movie like this. This is not a tiny little movie like we did last week, Superbad, where you can get a whole bunch of dialogue from improvisations and it really lends it to itself to some like, you know, some comedic actors who can do that sort of thing and, and put their own touch on the role. But I feel like so what you need in this role, or at least what I've gotten from the conversation that we've all had here is that we'd like somebody like a honestly like a like a Tommy somewhere in between Tommy Lee Jones and Martin Lawrence like you, Paul Rudd in 1999 he can't be smart I think where Kevin Klein misses the mark is he's missing charm there is one person I'm thinking in the late 90s who has comedic chops who is charming who is extremely good looking that could have played that part, it would have been a completely different movie. But if you throw in George Clooney, paging Dr. Ross. Okay. 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 All right. All right. Bed. We need to stop here. Okay. So <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Listen, no. the whole purpose, the whole purpose of this podcast is to let people talk. I need to stop you from talking. Artemis um, didn't even win over Selma no. so, so Okay. Right. So the like- whole, so the whole point of the character and the thing that's frustrating about the character, or at least the way that Kevin kind Klein plays it is that he's supposed to he he attempts to affect some amount of charm but it very clearly does not work on Salma Hayek like the whole thing that Salma Hayek talks about and like all of her lines are like oh my god Will Smith's character Jim West is like he's graceful he's you know he's so intrepid he's so you know daring he's so brave he's so courageous and all of these things like that that's why the role itself lends itself to someone who is trying to maybe even trying to be charming but is very clearly like a bumbling sort of like one of those stereotypical um smart people who thinks that they know how to you know i just sorry i just watched the italian job so i'm thinking of seth green and it's like seth green is so smart but he doesn't know how to interact with women or people in general but mostly women and he thinks he does but he really doesn't. And that's what you need in this role is like someone who is very smart and who thinks that they're like actually making headway with Salma Hayek, but is very clearly not because they're going against Will Smith. And Will Smith is the coolest person, like you're saying, on the planet in 1999. No one can compete. You should never have this movie should never be about someone competing. No one can compete with Will Smith at this point. It's Will Smith. It's 1999. He just came off of men in black he is the coolest guy ever like you need somebody who is that's why you know okay so bill murray bill murray is rough because there are some things that you have to do with bill murray like as a person that don't necessarily lend it he's not nerdy in the same way so it's hard to do but he's if steve not like Carell had come on the scene a couple years earlier that might have been a good fit steve Carell is interesting as another 1999 hit and, and obviously he wouldn't have been in this, but I think Mike Myers would have been interesting in this role. Mike Myers would have been a good one. The The buddy cop movie, though, doesn't work without there being one kind of like the alpha male and then one almost a beta male. 
I mean, it's in yeah. every single movie. You've got one cop is charming, charismatic, gets all the girls, and then maybe the other the other cop is proficient in something else, whether it's like Rush Hour, for instance, where you have Chris Tucker, who's like this loud, maybe obnoxious at times, but also charming cop. And then you have Jackie Chan, who less charming, but very skilled at uh, martial arts and, you know, is an actual good cop, where maybe Chris Tucker is not necessarily a good cop. Well, like what you said, your your earlier, I believe, comparison was the other guys. I mean, can you imagine Will Ferrell in this role? Right, and so, well, and the other guys, though, the other guys is interesting, right, because you kind of, you take the traditional um, buddy cop, you take, like, so you, but you, and you've got those same kind of concepts in there where, like, Mark Wahlberg, good cop, very serious, very masculine, but then you have Will Ferrell's character who's, but charming but also like he's got this beautiful wife and like mark Wahlberg's character can't even believe that this idiot this has this beautiful wife and you know he also like he's got this alternate ego in in gator who you know was probably a pimp back in the day you know maybe maybe we could recast kevin klein and it, but I think that you still need that character to be the beta to Will's to Will's alpha, and so you don't want to you don't want to go too far into like okay who's who's funny because you don't want to find somebody almost that's funnier than Will Smith or that's going to play up these these situations and upstage Will. Smith. Like if you cast Mike Myers for instance, like you know you're thinking Austin Powers and like. You think you think Mike Myers, and you immediately like all of his situations in Austin's power. Austin Powers were like these ridiculous, over the top things that he was able to play up because he didn't have to. He played off of a more serious partner in the first one, and actually in all of them. I mean, even in Goldfinger with Beyonce, like Beyonce's, you know, a little more serious, and Mike Myers is still kind of playing up you know, being able to do these over-the-top reactions to these scenes because she's the serious crutch in that movie. Okay, so you're saying you need a straight man for this Kevin Klein. And I think that Kevin Klein did that well. I think that he just it it didn't it didn't connect with everybody. It didn't connect with some some audience members. <laughs> the majority of the people here. Well, Sure, yes, the majority of the people here didn't connect with the majority of the people on the podcast. I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to come up with good straight 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 men as far as comedy goes. And I I don't I mean no disrespect to Kevin Klein. Shouts to Kevin Klein. Nobody who's married to Phoebe Cates deserves any <laughs> amount of disrespect at all. Anybody else interesting of interest in this movie? I'd fuck me. Is that a, I, for, I forgot that Ted Levine that was a, in this movie. <laughs> and when I saw him, I was, oh my God, just Buffalo Bill. That's all I think of is just fucking tuck it back and bend over. And just, I'd fuck me. That's all I think of besides of the lambs. It's just that voice. Even in even in Fast and the Furious, the, the first one, you know he's one of the FBI agents, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I never knew that until he says the line, Toretto did hard time. And the way he says it, like in his Buffalo Bill voice, I'm like, holy shit. Is that him? Is that him? 
was about to attempt it. I can't do. I can't do the buffalo. I, bill, I can't do it either. I'm. I'm. No, no, I'm. No, no, I'm neither sober nor drunk enough to do that to where I can say I'd fuck me. I, I can't. Just. I just can't do it. That's I all like getting it. Third time that you did it, Ryan. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying, and it's just not. It's just not landing. But Ted Levine, I hey, he's my favorite part of this movie. He nails his role. Really, as Bloodbath McGrath. Oh yeah, I mean he's got a name like Bloodbath McGrath, and he just he's got that that ear that's not there, but it has like the little <laughs> megaphone looking deal. His earwax comes out of that, or whatever the hell. It's just <laughs> gross. I mean, I think him and Bai Ling. <laughs> I you know one thing in rewatching this movie that I didn't notice was you get like a little bit of a booty shot in there. That, was, that took us yeah, by that surprise. Was gratuitous. Very gratuitous. When I saw this in movie theaters, I do not remember that. And I would have because in those days, I went to the movies with my parents, and my parents would have, I would have felt embarrassed to see that. And I don't remember seeing that. Yeah. So we truly got the PG-13 version where I grew up. Yeah, because my memory of this movie is with my dad. So I feel like... <laughs> Amazon's very... putting out the director's cut. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, even the opening scene, we're like, I'm not sure if this is going to be PG-13. <laughs> Are we about to see Will Smith's dick? Like, can they do that? And that too, when you're when they when when they when we first meet Rita and she's being, or the second time we meet her and she's being led into that bedroom with all of those contraptions and like the the bed with like the steps up to it and kind of it was that that scene kind of gross but it yeah. also that scene was very like joffrey's joffrey's bed chamber in game of thrones <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and he makes a reference to it too he's like you know someone of my, my intelligence couldn't invent something that was i think he says hard pumping or something like that and i was like oh uh, when he's talking about inventing the mechanical dick yeah basically yeah yeah I mean, I, that's the thing. Like we, we all talked about this. I watched this movie when I was eight. How much of this like just completely went over my head? Yep. <laughs> so much. He literally was like, listen. And there I was have... a visual aid for you. Yes. And it, it, it. Pans, it pans over to this machine that looks like, like for no reason. A giant like a dick. mechanical dick. Yeah. Unnecessary. Gratuitous. I don't remember that much dick humor in uh, Bad Boys. Which is another reason, presumably, why Bad Boys or Men in Black. Men in Black doesn't also works because it doesn't need to resort to that sort of behavior. Yeah, this movie's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay. So as an as an inversion of what I typically like to hear from people, is there something that was good in this movie that you like liked? Other than what we've talked about, is there is there something? Is there some brief like five second little bit that you enjoyed that we haven't talked about already? In I think Brandon said at the beginning of this, we probably couldn't have it, or Antonio, we probably can't have that exchange between Loveless and and Wes at the very beginning where he's he's making jokes that he's black and he's making jokes that he doesn't have legs. Like that was like the ultimate, but that was like the ultimate like cut down like they were cutting like mm. no pun intended like they were cutting mm. each other down that was that was a great scene i you know it, extraordinarily problematic however still a great scene 
because those are the two best actors in this movie. So just letting <laughs> them be together in all of the scenes that they're together, it works. Like Definitely. not even just that one. The the later scenes, it, even as ridiculous as it is to see Kenneth Branagh in a wheelchair with dog legs, do- mechanical dog legs, that scene still works somehow because it's just them two playing off of each other. Yeah, I think that I think that their their dynamic probably or definitely stronger than even Smith and Will Smith and Kevin Klein's. The thing for me, I think that stands out for this movie that I just I really liked. I think was the 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 giant spider and the fact that it was very. If you're gonna build a giant spider in the 1800s, I thought that it looked very appropriate for the time period and that it's got all of like the turning it's got the turning wheels to make the legs work and like it's not it's not sophisticated it's not like overly sophisticated but it's still like it's very appropriate for the time it's definitely not as high tech as the contraption that artemis used to see um the last image <laughs> so wild. Yeah. So wild. <laughs> it's a man's head. I'm still just I'm still so upset that they did it four times and not three. Like that's that's how you know that you're watching a bad movie is that somebody doesn't know that you only do three repetitions or something. Yeah, that's what made this movie bad. Oh yeah, Antonio? Antonio, you're telling me okay, so is there anything good about this movie? You hate this movie. Uh, this movie yeah. is bad. You don't even uh, hate it. You can't even bring yourself to have a strong opinion on this movie. Is there anything good about this movie? Uh, there's a line that reminds me about Bra- uh, Brandon, uh, where the conductor uh, tells them that the president told them that he was basically looking out for them as they're ready to build like an airplane or something. And he says, you know, I'm here to help you guys, but I draw the line at defying gravity. So good luck. That just reminded me of Brandon. So, good line. It's a good line. I was waiting for a Doc Brown cameo at some point. Oh, because he doesn't like planes. I get it. <laughs> okay. The 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 scene where and so and it actually it kind of goes back to not being able to do this movie today is like yeah the scene where they're they're touching they're touching each other's fake breast and he's like he's standing there and he's overhearing it and he's like touch touch my touch my boobie and the conductor's there and he's like i knew it and they're killing each other and then Will Smith's okay now touch mine and he's like it pans back to him and so like today you couldn't do something like that where you're implying that like it, it's 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 a cheap gay joke and you know, you definitely today we don't nobody nobody does cheap gay jokes because it's just unnecessary. Yeah, not a lot of cross-dressing humor in film these days. Right. Yeah, for good reason. You know what we haven't brought up? We haven't brought up the fact that Kevin Klein plays two characters in this movie. The yes. fact that it's an issue. That's all. <laughs> an issue. <laughs> An issue in what way, Amanda? Please elaborate. It's terrible. I don't even have an opinion. It's just bad. It's just bad. I don't have words for the fact that they are talking to each other. He is talking to himself. 
And Can you imagine just, how much money that costs? Oh my god! It is. It's a weird decision, isn't it? That they. It's such a bad decision. A just cast someone else. <laughs> you invested so much CGI into that, right. and for what? Was that CGI? I feel like it. Was, oh well, okay. To have him doubled, yeah, okay. It's just like this is this is peak. Um, I mean, what Nutty Professor is around then, surely. Austin Powers, obviously, around then, like having people. This was peak it's having cool people play trick. multiple <laughs> role things. I don't know if Kevin Klein was the goal. I don't. You're the the paragon of that. I don't know if he should have been. He's so distracting, it, it, it though. Definitely right. It definitely was something that's like. I don't know what the point of all of that was. You could have. And you could have done like without Grant. the president. Period. In this right. whole movie, exactly. It was very exactly. distracting. And I think it was part of his, like, part of your, like, trying to show that Kevin Klein is a master of disguise or whatever. Or Artemis, whatever his name is, is a master of disguise. But. Just to, just, just to Dana Carvey. Yeah. Could he have played this role? I, I was going to say, honestly. Hmm. He's he not a, be, he's not a great straight man, but I think it could have worked. He might be too strong of a personality President, for President it. Turtle. I never watched Master of Disguise. I just remember that the, the turtle, trailer, turtle. the <laughs> turtle is, is like it burned into my head from the trailer. I really, I, in my head, I thought part of the fun of this would have been making this movie better, but it seems like a very difficult thing to make this movie better. Perhaps they should have just not made this movie at all. I mean, understatement of the century. This. The simplest fix would have been to replace Kevin Klein, right? Because you can't replace Will Smith. He he is the movie. Yeah, but I mean, you can't fix the writing. No offense to Kevin Klein, it's not his fault that he doesn't have chemistry with Will Smith. He just doesn't have it. But what are you going to do? Tell Will Smith to hit the road because he doesn't have chemistry with Kevin Klein? It just seems strange because Will Smith has chemistry with everybody. Where it seems like Will Smith can have chemistry with everybody. I, I have yet to see a movie other than this. I'm trying to think of another movie in which Will Smith didn't have chemistry. So uh, after Earth, he had no chemistry with his shitty acting son. <laughs> wow. Okay. Y'all can well, leave that, and you can leave that shit in there after Earth. You can, you can let him know. Aiden is the reason that it's fucking terrible. Okay. Uh, not the not the not the plot again this is we we talk so much shit about actors this is not i feel like even if you replace kevin klein to be perfectly honest I know the writing I is still bad the writing is still shitty the writing, the writing is, still is still shitty terrible. they made some hike suck they the plot of this movie <laughs> okay well on that note what did everybody take away from the movie antonio what what did you take away from the movie uh, that none of you could ever give me shit for liking Battleship after watching this piece of shit. Oh, I like that. <laughs> That's good. Wait, Antonio, I'm sorry. Wait, you... say that again. Say that again. That none of you can ever give me shit for liking Battleship after putting me through this p- piece of Battleship shit. Battleship sucks a bunch of. Okay, all right. Okay, we're not do- we're not doing this. We're not we're not arguing over the shitty movies that people like. Nick, what'd you take away from the movie? My takeaway from this movie was that, like, I don't think that you can... Honestly, this movie is bad. And you can't make it... uh, You can make it slightly better, but I don't think that you can make this a good movie. 
And it and it honestly it sucks for me because when I was eight and all of the memories that I have of this movie and watching this movie are like, man, this is a really good movie. And it honest it as it just made me feel old, like watching a movie that I really enjoyed and thought was good when I was obviously I was eight and I didn't think about it that much. But going back and watching a movie that you really thought was good and then having it suck this bad kind of makes me feel bad, too. <laughs> It was kind of depressing, <laughs> to be honest. Like, I was like, oh, okay, well. You felt I ashamed guess... of your eight-year-old self for like. I mean, I movie. guess, yeah, damn, eight-year-old me didn't have any standards. I kind of <laughs> knew that already, but still, I, depressing. I know I keep bringing it up, but, like, I really liked this movie at that time. Like, but I also, like, at that time, I watched Shanghai Noon more times than I could count. I watched Rush Hour more times than I could count, and that kind of falls in that same category of just kind of like this cheap laughs type of humor, buddy cop, time period adventure type thing. I don't know. I don't have anything profound to say about it. Just that's what I liked at that age, I guess. So you don't like those things now? I still like Shanghai Noon. Okay. All right. Have you I don't know about recently? Rush Hour. Because if don't you know haven't about... watched it recently, I think what we've learned here is that don't rewatch it. Just have it exist in your mind as good and never question that. Jackie Chan can do no wrong. That's not the, true. The great Chan Wang is a hero. Have you seen the latest Karate Kid? <laughs> I don't watch those. Let me let me talk to you about Jaden Smith. Ryan, Ryan, what did you take away from this movie? <laughs> I think what I can take away from from this movie is that they just re- they really don't make them like they used to. And I'm not talking about movies, I'm talking about music videos because that's what I took away was that the late 90s was like the epic like apex of music, of music videos and Wild Wild West, the movie set up for an awesome music video. That's what I took away from this movie. Brandon, what'd you take away from this movie? You know what I took away from this movie? Now, I guess, uh, nostalgia is a special thing, I guess. It makes you raise up uh all of uh it makes you raise up things that maybe uh weren't as good when you watch them later on in life cocaine is a hell of a drug (laughs) um no i mean you know what i this movie for me still even now is a fun watch it is um interesting it's a it's it's a great to me at least uh buddy cop action film you know, Will Smith stills the show, but Kenneth Branagh does great. Those two together are good. And you almost kind of wonder, like, what would have happened if you swapped roles with Kenneth Branagh and Kevin Klein? Like, what would that movie have looked like if those two were the buddy cops instead of Kevin Klein and Will Smith? Why didn't you say that earlier? Yeah, well, oh, I'm sorry. Fun, that, no, that's a good point, though. <laughs> that's a good. That's that's a great point. God, we I wish could have I... expanded on that. Because <laughs> there's just there's real chemistry with them every time they're on screen, and you know, I, I was like, there oh, is, there is, is. like 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 when we talked about them earlier. Yes, <laughs> this is this does sound like something that could have got brought up when we were talking about it. Yes, mm, that's a good point. Shit, damn. All right, well. Antonio, as uh, as the only single member of this podcast, if mm-hmm. a girl, if a prospective suitor 
I mean, you would, you would, does suitor work that way? Can you, anyways, um, if a, a suitee, yeah, <laughs> one, one who is being suited, um, if you were dating a girl mm-hmm. and she said she wanted to have like a nice, relaxed, like movie night, you know, you come over, mm-hmm. um, one of y'all makes dinner, she, you, she comes over to your post, place. Post quarantine. Post quarantine, you know, this is a year from now. Okay. Uh, perhaps the vitriol that is developed inside your heart from watching this movie right now has has abated a little bit. You know, maybe you're maybe you've moved on. Maybe you've forgotten about watching this movie. No. Um, and she says, "I should be so lucky. You should be so lucky." Um, you say, "Hey, I'll pick what we have for dinner. You just pick the movie, right?" And you say, "Okay, um, you know, I'd like some. I don't know. I don't know what you even eat. Spaghetti carbonara." And she's like, cool, I'll make it. And you say, okay, what are we watching? And she says, Wild Wild West. What is your reaction? I'm busy. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all have planned this entire thing. And you're busy, Antonio? What time of the year is the state happening? What time of year? Yeah. June 29th. Okay, so I still got... fuck? I still got about five months to get my to meet my three date a year quota. Yeah, I'm good. I'll pass. Okay, perfect. Thank you, thank you, Antonio. Thank you, lady okay. killer. That's I mean, who among us? Oh wait, 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 wait! We forgot. We forgot. We forgot. Hold on a second. We forgot. Since we're still relatively new, Antonio, why don't you break down the rating system for us? <laughs> Can't you just copy and paste it from the last time? <laughs> Nope. Can we just Can't copy, copy and paste it? it. I need that. I need that same. I need that same energy. Voice this time, and I'm so, dead. What's our rating system, Antonio? All right. So here at the fun, table, we have a four point system, and it goes like this. <laughs> All yes, right. So a one, you wouldn't recommend the move. You wouldn't rewatch the movie or recommend it. A two, you would rewatch it, maybe rewatch it, but wouldn't recommend it. A three, you would rewatch it and recommend it if asked about the movie specifically. A four, you would rewatch it and provide unsolicited recommendation. Thank you, Antonio. This is a one. All right. If there was zero, it would be a zero. I'm sorry, what? We don't have a zero, Antonio. You just said that four is the perfect number. This is it this turned into a Yelp review. Wow. <laughs> if I could give zero stars, I would. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but okay. you have to give at least a one. Um, Brandon, what is this movie on, on our rating system? How well, we boys, I've already bought it, so <sighs> still a buy okay. for me. Uh, this this movie's a three for me, man. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> I definitely Explain why. Why is it a three, Brandon? I mean, I think for all of the things that I said throughout this, this, you know, this, this pod, man, it's, uh, it's a funny, it's a funny buddy cop movie with an interesting bad guy, uh, and an interesting, uh, plot to take over the United States, split it up and, uh, give it back to the original owners. I thought that was clever. That is clever. Yeah. I I did think that was clever in rewatching it. I didn't understand it when I was. 15 but i understood it now she's even gonna he was even gonna give manhattan back to the indians uh you know yeah all they get is manhattan 
Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's it's literally it's literally their homeland, and all they get is Manhattan. Anyway, <laughs> it's fine. And he gets a little piece for him to retire on. It's a giant piece, by the way. Well, you know, but he says it's a little piece for him to retire on. Uh, Amanda, what is what is this movie? How would you rate this movie? I'm going to give it a 1.5. Wow. We're, okay, we're doing decimals now. Yeah. Yes, because I voted to watch this movie. You did. <laughs> do we have that on? Do we have that on record? By the way, do we? We need some record of who voted to watch this movie. Oh, I'll go back. It's me, Brandon, and Jen. And Jen didn't even bother to show up right? to this one. That's the worst <laughs> she part. This. She, she watched it and was like, "I've made a terrible mistake." <laughs> this is I can't almost... be a part of this. <laughs> Personally, I feel like this is. Uh... Like the time that you guys let me pick what bars we were going to go to. Oh, and... boy. And you picked the worst bars in the world? It's like and we didn't learn the first time. He picked the most lit. He picked a bar that was like in. They're no a longer former, open. A former like Pluckers restaurant somehow. And all of the like tables and stuff were still there. What? It wasn't even Pluckers. It was like a fast food restaurant that had turned into a bar and all of the tables we're still there. It just looked like a fast food restaurant that happened to have a bar in the middle of it. It was the worst thing I've ever seen. I like hate Jen Cabana? so much right now. Yes. Yes. Okay. Jen was the side. Jen, Jen was the deciding vote. Okay. She well, was. we're picking the next movie that you, whatever movie. No, you I'm not even going to suggest it. No. Oh my god. I don't. I don't okay. need. Pout about it more. Pout about it more, Antonio. Maybe just pick Amanda better movies. You pick better movies. We're literally giving you the option to pick the better movie, Antonio. Come on. And then whatever movie it is, I'm just going to fucking hate it. Even <laughs> if it's the fucking greatest movie. I'm the whole time, like, Brandon's just going to be like, it's a one. I'm just going to sit there like, <laughs> can I leave early? Nice. Amanda, are you done with your rating? It's a like 1.5 because I chose to rewatch it mistakenly. And... <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I don't know if I would say no to rewatching it again, but I don't know if I would say yes either. <laughs> but I'm definitely not recommending this. People don't watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want anyone. I don't want anyone to get some sort of impression that I think this movie is good. <laughs> Ryan, what's, oh, what's this, the rating for this movie? This is a solid. Ooh. Solid two for me, just because out of respect okay. for Oscar winners and nominees in, in Will Smith, Selma Hayek, and Kevin Klein. Also, like I said at the beginning, if it's on, I'm probably going to watch it just because of the nostalgia behind it, one, and then two, it, it's entertaining. Entertaining does not have to be good. Good does not have to be entertaining. Sure. Solid two. That's fair. This is an entertaining movie. I think this is, uh, a two is a good rating. I feel like this is probably a two. Is this that what is you're leaning with, Nick? I mean, honestly, like if somebody, the thing I I said earlier, I thought earlier to myself that this could be a three in the sense that if someone asked about this movie in this day and age, in this economy, in 2020, <laughs> if somebody asked me about the movie Wild Wild West, like 
I feel like you should probably just watch it. If you if you if you come to me and say, hey, should I watch Wild Wild West? You don't like stumble upon this movie. This is not a movie that like, you know, you have to know some amount of what's going on with Wild Wild West and you might as well watch it. If you've heard all of these bad things, honestly, if you've heard this entire podcast, if you've listened to this entire podcast and you've listened to us talk about how crappy this movie is and how bad this movie is, and you think that you understand what this movie, like the depth of the badness of this movie, still, you should watch it because the words that we're saying do not do it justice. This entire conversation does not do this movie justice. You need to watch this movie. So maybe it's a 1.5. I wouldn't rewatch it, but I would recommend it. Ooh, that's an interesting. Oh god. You can't introduce subtlety into I the rating know. system this early in the rating system. 1.75. Oh, would, okay. All right. Would recommend may or may not rewatch. This is not how the four it's <laughs> not how the four point system works. So I want to get you guys' recommendations based off of this movie. You know, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, if someone who thinks that this movie is good, you know, what should they, because honestly, if somebody thinks that this movie is good, maybe they shouldn't be watching movies, Brandon. Um, but, you know, if they if they want a better version of this movie, if they want a movie that's similar in some sort of way, but, you know, or... Which is just interesting that that you watched this movie and you were like, you know what, I really want to watch afterwards or something like that. I want your recommendations. What 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 movies did this movie make you immediately think of, Brandon? Thing that this movie makes me think of is Buddy Cop. So um, I'm going to be thinking of you know more modern Buddy Cop movies like Ride Along, uh, but it also I think that there is, and so in talking kind of about the, the the race aspect of it, it makes me think a lot of Blazing Saddles as well. Um, so uh, there's there's a there's a bunch of things in there. I think that if you kind of can get a if you are comfortable enough to get uh, find some humor in racial kind of comedy. Uh, then Blazing Saddles is one of those movies that uh, you'll probably enjoy. Um, but if you just like buddy cop movies, there's a, there's a ton of ton of them out there. Um, and you can't go wrong with things like 21 Jump Street, The Other Guys, Ride Along, stuff like that. Brandon, do you want to put a disclaimer in front of recommending Blazing Saddles to people? Because as someone who watched Blazing Saddles recently, that is a movie like in the year 20, I, in the year of I our said, Lord 2020. That's I a said rough if, you get, if you are comfortable enough to find racial humor funny, then Blazing okay. Saddles may be the movie for you. Okay. But yes, there are. That's, that's what we're calling what happens there: racial humor. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. For, you know what? For when when we do when we do a cover art or uh, whatever, you know, we'll just emphasize that I'm a black guy, and then it'll be fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I have one. Oh my black god, friend. it's an audio podcast. Nobody knows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, he's black? Oh shit. <laughs> uh Antonio. That's my favorite part. I'm sorry. That was my favorite part of Robin Hood Men in Tights. Wait. He's black? <laughs> Antonio, as someone who did not like this movie. Mm-hmm. 
I think I feel like that's where we arrived at as far yes. as your your stance on this movie. Oh, okay, your, your uh, assumption would be correct. Is, okay, is there a, is there a movie a better movie that you think people should watch after after watching this movie? Back to the Future Three. Oh, I like that. Oh, I like I that. that. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Is it is it just just because similarly set in the you get your old western period? stuff and you get your technology stuff in it. Okay. I dig it. There there's no there's no deep underlying thing. A a Doc Brown cameo in Wild Wild West would have bumped it up to a two. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. Okay. Huh. Amanda, is there is there a movie that you would recommend now that now that Antonio's stolen? I've mentioned it a couple times. I would definitely go uh, Shanghai Noon here. Uh, Western, early two thousands, late nineteen nineties, buddy cop. Um, it's got Jackie Chan and Owen Wilson, so you can't go wrong there. Two actors with actual chemistry, as opposed to what we've seen. Yes. Here. Very important. Very important in the buddy cop. It's strange how important that is in the buddy cop genre. Yeah, Kevin Klein. <laughs> Get your shit together, Kevin Klein. Uh, Ryan, is there yes. is there a movie that you're thinking of in your head? I thought of one that was not a buddy cop, that it had the same kind of effect where it was like critically panned, no one liked it, it was a huge budget movie that just fell kind of flat. But when you go back and rewatch it, it's really not as bad as you think it is. And that would be Kevin Costner's Waterworld. Very similar in that aspect and only in that aspect. One of my favorite movies based off of, wait, is Waterworld based off of the ride? Waterworld, or I'm sorry, the, the little, or did they do that afterwards? Or is I it have the other way around? But if you're a big Gene Triplehorn fan, then who isn't a big Gene Triplehorn fan? Gosh. But if you are a fan also of, you know, rides turned into movies, then obviously Pirates is the. Yes, that's that's where I was going with that. That's, that's where I was going with that. I thought you were going to say, if you're a fan of water, then you should watch that movie. Because you know what? Honestly, if you're a fan of water, watch Waterworld. I know, All right. nobody, I know nobody asked. I have two recommendations. Nick, I, I really want to know which ones yours are, and I, and I want your explanations behind them because I... That's fair. I have one that's fake, kind of fake, and it is uh, similar in the sense that it is wild, completely unnecessary as a, as a film, and arguably very bad. And also, I haven't watched it since I was very young. So it must be terrible at this point, but it's a league of extraordinary gentlemen with uh, the last film role, I believe, of Sean Connery. Yep, I think I think it was so bad that it literally sent Sean Connery into retirement, which is tremendously unfortunate, but uh, very, (laughs) very similar aesthetic Um, and also bad, but bad in a good way. You know, like one of those things that you can watch. You can watch it be bad and, and find some humor in it, even though they didn't intend to. And then the other one is is an actual one, because I didn't 
again, I watched this Wild Wild West movie when I was eight. I didn't know it then. I watched this Wild Wild West movie when I am now, how old am I? 29. And I didn't know it before I did some research after the fact. This movie is based on a 1960s TV show, which is, uh, you know, interesting to me. I thought it was an original property. And I was like, oh, man, they're, they did so well to be so inventive. You know, gosh, I, I wish more movies would do that. And they didn't. Uh, so I'm picking another movie that came out more recently that's based on a 1960s show, uh, a 1960s espionage show, considering, uh, you know, this Wild Wild West was supposed to be James Bond on horseback. And it's Guy Ritchie's The Man from Uncle mm-hmm. came out, had Henry Cavill and Army Hammer. I feel like not a lot of people watched it. It's tremendous. I can't I can't even begin to say how good it is. I mean, this came out in like 2015. It is a fantastic movie. 2015. Fantastic movie. Um it's I have it's, never you know, heard to of Brandon's earlier point, it's sort of buddy copish. It's, you know, people who are I guess unlikely partners, you know, who have to work together in this sort of scenario there's like a a love triangle situation similar to what happens in wild wild west where there's this girl who they have to protect and you know things sort of escalate from there and honestly it's got more it does the humor in a way that actually works it does the um, action in a way that's that's very fun because it's a guy Ritchie movie and he knows what he's doing in that regard and it's to me, to my mind, it's not a period piece, and so there you lose a little bit of the um, interest in that regard. But this movie, The Man from Uncle, is I, anybody who would think of the concept of this movie, Wild Wild West, and think those are the things that I want, the core elements of that's what I want, they should they should watch that movie. I can't begin nice. to praise that movie. Yet. So I think. I think we can all agree that's pretty much all we've got to say about Wild Wild West. While it was nostalgic for some, some who hadn't seen it before, eh, left a, I guess it was a little lacking in some areas. But Antonio, what do you have for us next week? Since now we made you sit through Wild Wild West. So what do you think we should work on for next week? I don't know. I thought I had till noon on Sunday to figure it out. All right. It's fair. And, and tell me, give me, give me three options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, bye. <laughs> Hi, Antonio.